What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Kane is in the building. Thursday morning edition of Ramon, Kayla, and Will is powered by all four seasons garage doors. And it doesn't matter if it's a Tennessee Saturday night or a Tennessee Wednesday night. It, the Tennessee thing is beating Alabama. <laughs> it is beating Alabama. Alongside 11-year NFL veteran and Vol for Life, Ramon Foster. Yeah, yeah. Kayla Anderson with a very well-deserved day off this morning. And Jonathan Schaefer, the best producer in the world, who's well, got to put up with us, just the two of us, for four hours today. The uh, best producer in the world! You know, it's people in the building that say, you, you guys keeping Schaefer in, in line? And I'm like, oh, this guy's got a reputation around here. And I'm Will Bowling. Yes, you are. Yeah, you want to know my reputation? What's is? that? The best producer in the world. <laughs> the world, Craig. The world. Okay, I thought he was going to play the John Cena drop right there, honestly. I did. No, but you were expecting it. See? That's you can't like, see him and you can't expect him. Can? <laughs> that was... His name is Will Bowling. <laughs> I really didn't expect him to give you what you wanted, Will. Did not, man. Yeah, but Arsenal lost, so I'm in a good mood. Every now and then I get what I want. Every now and then. It's okay. He has as many. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Alabama has as many revenue wins over Tennessee as Tottenham had over <laughs> Arsenal this year. All right, here's the thing. I know my team sucks. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> you sound know, like a Browns fan right What makes me happy is that your joy was taken from you yesterday. Yeah, I enjoyed I, that. But I get my joy back talking about the smallest team in London. Uh, what a win for uh what what do you say? Small is worst team too. Well, small that's just like a a soccer phrase for like worst. Oh. It's just nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a lot of what we say is nonsense. Okay, I mean that's what we get paid to do, right? Shh, don't tell anybody that. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, you can't give away that secret. Money. <laughs> of all the days for Kayla not to be here to slow us down a little bit, slow our roll a little Wait, bit. What? What? Yeah. Slow you down. Slow our slow roll. Down. Slow our uh, orange tinted glasses roll today. Yeah, I, I I usually give a side eye to see how 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 ballish we're getting. All right, all right. What, Ramon? Yeah. Hey, Ramon. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. I already got the hat in hand. Ramon. The palm is next. Okay. Will? Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm down. Yes, yes, you do. On a Wednesday. On a Saturday, the third Saturday in October, and the third Wednesday in February, too. I hope I was correct on that. I saw that. You actually, you were correct. I am correct on that? Yeah. Take that, Bama. You've never let facts get in the way of a good story. (laughs) You really haven't. Can I add add one thing to that real quickly as a person who is like Keith Bullock? I'm a VAA. I'm one of those that thinks the Vols are all right. I'm glad they didn't storm the court. Oh, me too. I'm me too. really glad they didn't storm the court. I never thought they would. I didn't either. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't think so. But I'm glad they didn't, considering they were the number two team in the country just a few weeks ago. So no. I'm glad they didn't. Given where the student section is there, it's actually hard to. 
You think so? It is? Yeah, yeah but that's never stopped y'all from being Well, no, but I, oh, yeah. I actually think it would in this circumstance because you have one little staircase on, like, the corner of the student section, like, one of the corners. Yeah. And you'd have to hop over a big fence that, like, has a big... No, I'm serious. There's a reason why it hasn't happened. goalposts into a river. See, but that's happened before. Like, in the current (laughs) setup of the student section, they haven't rushed the floor. Not in a really long time. Yeah. Not since, what, Florida in, like, oh, seven or eight. Oh, seven, yeah. They've made it fine proof is basically what they've done. Yeah. You threw the goalposts into the river. (laughs) So if they had a storm to court, like, how big of a fine would they have been this time? Because don't it just... Oh, I thought it might have bumped it up to half a mil. I don't think so. Uh, I know Vandy just got 250000 last week. They did? For their processional onto the field after the Florida game and then storming the court after let, the Tennessee let game. Let them have their joy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just um, realized what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is where he's at today, huh, Shafe? Yeah, I wasn't looking forward. To it. I, I, well, we both. It's exactly are. why I was surprised that you again that you gave me what I wanted earlier in the show. Or yeah. Early in the show. That's because you had a scar the other day, though, too. So that's that's uh, yeah, uh, It's because it's You're about s- the broadcast above all else. That's what always it. is. Uh-huh. Always is, man. I accept. You know what? He really didn't give it. But you took it. I did. Oh, there we go. Heck of a way to break out of a slump for a Tennessee team that desperately needed a big moment and needed to kick back into gear. Yeah. Doing so without Julian Phillips and Josiah Jordan-James, who you could make the argument are two of the three or four most talented players on this entire team, makes this win much more impressive for Tennessee. And 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 truthfully, too, like this is a uh, a team that needed a win in which nobody actually thought they would. I thought ESPN graphics, whatever they had yesterday, the probability of winning, I just thought it was clickbait. And you said Wait, this. Did you almost say that? You thought nobody thought Tennessee was going to win this because I thought Tennessee had a really good chance at this. I didn't think because Josiah Jordan-James was out and Jordan Phillips. And yes, they were missing two starters, but I still liked their chance at I did, too. I just didn't think we were good enough because Brandon Miller, you hear me, is that good. Bama is that that good of a team. Like, Brandon Miller is that guy, right, Will? Like, all the way around it. Shave, me personally, I looked at the game, I said, man... I hope they don't get blown out because Alabama had been on the tear. I never thought they were going to get blown out. Never thought that. But but then this is also the other part of it that bothered me, too. The last two games, are you losing two buzzer beaters like that? Like, it can really, really take you to the deep end as far as performance. Here's I think the, you can go with that, right? I would agree with that. Okay. Here was my take on that. I would have thought that more if it wasn't for the way they rallied in the second half against Missouri. Oh, that actually gave you hope? Yes. Because I, I, thought, I thought when they were down 17 to Missouri... That 16 or 17, yeah. that that was the moment where everything could have come completely untangled. Mm-hmm. Instead, they mounted up. Yeah. They weren't able to get the win, but they came back. And yesterday, they were able to take a lead late into the game and put the game away. Yeah. I think that's a huge win in so many ways yesterday, which is not a big hot take. But I think in terms of the psyche, I think in terms of momentum, I think in terms of the program this year, it's a big-time win. And it gets them back on track, especially doing it without two major important players on the roster playing last night. I got a bone to pick one of those players, man. Tennessee or Alabama? Tennessee's, man. Okay. And everybody's asking of this guy. You know where I'm about to go. I don't think I do. Tyreek Key. Yeah. Be him. 
Well, it seemed like all of his teammates were asking for him to take over. It seemed like if there's a takeover yeah. guy, it's him, Will. And uh, you saw Barnes, I'm sure, like scold him for passing the ball to uh, Euros. And I'm just like, yeah, because that's an easy NBA shot if that's his aspirations, right? Like, that's an easy NBA shot if that's his. Like, he got to show if he's not going to be, uh, uh, a, you know, Stephen Curry from the three-pointer line all sure. the time. Like, you got to make the mid-range for me. And he passes it so much. And I don't know if it's because he's a transfer or whatever the case may be for him, but that bothers me with him, Will. I think last night it's because they just weren't going in. But I tweeted it at halftime. I still want to see him take those shots even if they aren't going in. And his teammates do. Because odds are they're going to go in. Um, Especially with Josiah Jordan-James and Julian Phillips out. Yeah. And I think specifically that's what actually makes this – a much more impressive win just based off the nature of the matchup mm-hmm. against Brandon Miller from Nashville, Tennessee, from Cane Ridge High School. Cane Ridge. The fact that Josiah Jordan-James' assignment would have been Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. Julian Phillips' assignment would have been Brandon Miller. So you take away two guys whose defensive responsibilities in that yeah. game would have been the best player in the country, and then you put in a guy who didn't score a point in Jemai Meshack whose job the entire game was just to shadow that guy and make his life a living hell. <laughs> he did. And he did. He did. I, we're going to have Grant Ramey on the show at 820. I want to ask him if there's ever been a player with zero points who's ever had a bigger impact on the game than what Jemai Meshack had in that game last yeah, night. Three total rebounds, too. You know what I'm saying? What? But on the other side of this, three steals. That's contributing to his defense. So, right, well, like, and the – I ain't going to say the cool thing because if it works against you, but it was working for both sides yesterday. They did <clears throat> let these two teams play it out. I don't know if it's because it's later in the season. They're just saying, hey, go at it. I know it's tight in this building and right. tight around your league. They played rough, even to a disadvantage to Tennessee. And I know for a disadvantage to Alabama last night, too. There were some calls I was just like, ooh, we got away with one. I could admit that last night, but it both happened on both did, ends sure. of it. Right. It definitely happened on both ends. 615-737-1045 is our number. And coming up this morning, lots to discuss with Trey Smith, VFL, who was uh, rocking the Zero Sacks t-shirt yesterday yeah. in Kansas City at his parade. It was hype, man. It's good look. Coach Mack at 720. We're going to continue with our NFL draft position previews. Wow. We talked with uh, quarterbacks yesterday with Rhett Bryan. Yeah. Today, we uh, go into the film room with Coach Mack on those QBs. We'll go position by position leading up to the draft and uh, get their insight on some of the guys that are headed to the NFL Combine coming up in a couple of weeks. Grant Ramey, like we mentioned, VolQuest.com will join us at 820 and perhaps a week too late to gloat at us. Jim Wyatt at 920 uh, this morning. Well, you may give him about five seconds. feel a little bit uh, happier. Okay. A week after talking to him. No, I'm always happy to talk with Jim Wyatt. He'll uh, join us an hour four this morning. Hit the Titans headlines uh, with him. He was able to speak to a lot of people out in Phoenix at the Super Bowl about Rand Carthon. Um, interested to see the takeaways from those conversations and what uh, he's been able to hear about the new hires the Titans have made. But coming up next, our conversation with VFL Trey Smith on trash talking for this Tennessee team on maybe a little bit of spite still about not getting drafted by the Tennessee Titans and about a Super Bowl ring uh, in his second year in the National Football League. That's next on Ramon, Kayla, and Will, 104.5 The Zone. Let's see something different for dinner. 
searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Turn down for what? Cutting down a rocky top last night as Tennessee knocks off number one Alabama. A second straight win for Tennessee, by the way, over number one ranked teams. Going back to my senior year against Gonzaga since that 2018-2019 team. It's Moan, Kayla, and Will, powered by all four seasons, garage doors with the Moan Foster. I'm Will Bowling. Kayla Anderson, day off for her. Jonathan Schaefer, our producer. As uh, we revisit a great conversation, Ramon, with VFL... West Tennessee native and Super Bowl champion Trey Smith. Good conversation with Trey, too, man. I was really enjoying it. He let loose a little bit yesterday, he man. Uh, the zero sack shirt you said that earlier, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Happy for them. I got Juju on that team. Of course, uh, uh, chaotic Juju. He had his ring sizing yesterday, too. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool to watch. He put that on TikTok? Uh, put it on his Instagram story. I'm sure uh, it's on his TikTok, go. too. Uh, I don't have TikTok. I feel like I need to go get it since everybody speaks about it. I feel like there's a lot culturally that you will miss out on. Straight up? Uh-huh. On TikTok? I don't have to make a dance, though, do I? You do not. Okay. Yes. Nah, you're over thirty. You don't need to do. You can it just make. Well, no, that's Snapchat. You don't need. You don't need Snapchat if you're over thirty. <laughs> I did delete my Snapchat. I was, that's I a good. That's a good move. Use for it. I don't even use it. Hey, that's saying something right there. You, I know. You're the young hip guy around here. I never liked <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> did you not? No. Ah, Snapchat always just felt like what, what? What is this? They give you like a score. Like yeah. my score is in like the. Like it's like twenty thousand or something, which is very, very like I yeah. I know a girl in college whose score was four million for what for just uh, that's that's what you just can't trust them. You can't oh. trust a girl that lives on Snapchat. <laughs> you also can't trust a guy that only lives on Snapchat. But uh, oh man, jeez, yeah. Louise, well, yeah, I didn't I realize that was a thing. Oh yeah, how do you get up to four million points? On you that? talk to a lot of people. That's all dudes. you do. That's all you do then. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. We get to our conversation with VFL Trey Smith. Had himself a day in uh, Kansas City yesterday celebrating his first Super Bowl ring. Discuss that. Discuss a lot more with the former right guard and right tackle for the Tennessee Volunteers, Trey Smith. <laughs> Trey, about your journey to get to this point, man. I saw your tweet, man. You said God is good, man. Like legitimately uh, having to wait to be picked and go to that team right there in Kansas City and be a day one starter. Man, what has it been like from that to now being a world champion? Man, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. It's unreal. Um, you know, we're looking about almost like four years ago, man, you know, at Tennessee being told you probably shouldn't play anymore at a certain point. You know, so from going to, you know, your football career is over, and then all of a sudden you wake up, you play, you get drafted, you know, and you win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's surreal. 
Um, you know, it's nothing about anybody else but God at the end of the day that really brought me through it. So, uh, like I said, man, it, it's a sheer blessing that I'm in this position, and you know, I'm super thankful for it, man. You guys have been very boastful, as you should be, after playing in that game. Zero sacks. I saw Orlando Brown sure. Jr. said, what did that? Put it on t-shirt. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt. Put it on a T-shirt. Straight up. <laughs> I'm buying two of them, okay? With, the, <laughs> with that being said, what does it feel like? Because that wasn't an easy defense to play up against. And I saw Creed posting out, man, do you like Gore? Like, y'all, what was the mindset for a young group? Because y'all are still young to play against such a good defensive front like that. Yeah, you know, when they brought us together as offensive line, uh, obviously you have one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league, our MVP, Pat. And, you know, at the end of the day, we want to keep him protected. We want to be an efficient offense. We want to run well. But, you know, we also want to set the tone every time we're out there, man. We don't want to be we want to be the bully you know we want to set that tone from the first play to the last one and we knew coming into this game with the eagles d-line uh very talented front but they weren't really used to having to keep up with people you know they usually play off a lead they're able to just pin their ears back get a good pass rush going but if you took the fight to them confronted them uh you know they weren't used to that so at the end of the day uh you know a great defensive front you know hats off to that organization but we came to play you know we came to fight at the end of the day Trey, I know you take a lot of pride being an O-lineman. Believe me, I am in this uh, room with Ramon Foster every (laughs) single morning. He lets me know what you guys are like. Um, But just protecting a guy like Patrick Mahomes, that we all know how special he is. And then you see him kind of re-injure that ankle again in the game. And he gave a shout-out to y'all so many times at the end of the game saying, we went in, and I depended on my O-line to step it up, and you did. Like, just how much respect and what is it like to play in front of a guy like that? Yeah, um, just the fact that he's giving a shout-out to the end of the game, you know, it's just it's classic Pat, man. Always uh, trying to give, give some credit due to other people. Um, playing in front of him is nerve-wracking. <laughs> you obviously <laughs> don't want to get him hit. You don't want to get him touched, man. You want to let him do what he does at a high level. Uh, but ultimately, man, you know, it's a tremendous amount of pride in protecting him. You know, he compliments us in our game. That's huge. You know, at the end of the day, we take a tremendous amount of pride, make sure 15's upright and he can do his job well, you know, and it's not a, it's not an easy task. So you have a lot of young guys on this team. You're one of them. And another thing Mahomes said was, I'm actually really excited to see these younger guys celebrate. I got to give a shout out to Mike Coog, Jalen Watson, go Cougs. <laughs> I know he's a great teammate as a rookie celebrating that with you guys in this championship. Like, what does it mean for so many of these young guys, too? And what has it been like in that locker room just after the game celebrating? Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. You look across the board of our team, you know, we have a lot of young players at crucial positions. And, you know, our secondary this year, uh, you mentioned Jalen Watson. I mean, what a phenomenal job they did in the game. Only the Super Bowl, but the AFC Championship as well. Uh, But, man, you know, I'm in year two. A lot of year one guys, uh, just talking like Trent McDuffie, dudes like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, telling them, man, you won the Super Bowl in your first year. Like, that's crazy. You know, you just got into the league and you hit a a goal that a lot of guys never even hit in their career. So, for us, man, we're celebrating like there's no tomorrow. VFL Trey Smith, our guest this morning on Ramon, Kayla, and Will. Uh, Trey, talking about what you guys were able to do specifically in the second half. I don't know if you know this, but the only negative yardage plays that you guys had in the run game in the second half were the kneel downs, getting ready for uh, Harrison Butker's field goal. How much pride do you take in not only being such a good pass-blocking offensive line, but in paving the way in the run game, too? Because everybody obviously talks about Mahomes in the pass game. You guys are paving the way in, in both phases there. 
Yeah, man, Ramon can tell you there's no better feeling than dictating up front man. the way things are going to be, what you're trying to get accomplished, you know. And we knew, um, obviously, the first half wasn't the greatest reflection of us as an offensive team, and we knew the things we had to clean up. And at the end of the day, you know, you have nothing to save in the tank. You know, you have two more quarters, and that's it. That's the rest of the season. That's for the championship. So we were just really dialed and locked in, man. We won that, you know, Super Bowl trophy, won to lift the Lombardi at the end of the day. And we knew, you know, at this point, all we can do is focus, keep your head down, and just keep grinding, man. And something good was going to happen. Um, I think going into the, the final parts of the game as well, I mean, it's just sort of indicative of our coaching, man. Like, just a great coaching job they did this week in terms of preparation. And I think everyone was there for the moment. You know, we knew what the mm-hmm. moment was there. We just had to go seize it. So, Trey, uh, you obviously get the ultimate prize of the NFL. You get a Super Bowl ring. You've also probably been able to gloat about a lot of Tennessee volunteer wins this past season uh, with the win that the Vols had. Uh, and speaking of other things that Ramon often does on this show, <laughs> me and him both being VFLs, Kayla's got to put up with a lot of uh, with a lot of Tennessee bias sometimes in this room. Uh, how much fun have you had just watching those guys, watching that program that Josh Heupel's already built? And Have you won any bets in that locker room over Tennessee games this past year? Ooh. Ooh. Man, hey, it has been an absolute joy and pleasure. <laughs> you know, being able to talk my trash every week, you know, walking in there, rolling in there has been great. Um, a lot of bets won this year. Uh, you know, we didn't have any Alabama guys on our team, uh, so they're lucky about that because I would have let them hear it. Uh, would have made tons of bets on that. Uh, but I-, I tell you the one that was really good. I got a uh, Clemson, Tennessee, for our bowl game. Yeah. Cornell Powell, Justin Rotten, the boys were sick. <laughs> and I was telling them for, you know, Cornell, we got in together last year, and I was telling them, man, when our teams see each other, don't be surprised because you guys play a little cupcake schedule, you get beat by us, all right? <laughs> I told them that last year, you know, last year. So then all of a sudden, here we go, we're playing the bowl game, talking smack off rip. You know, I'm letting him have it, he's letting me have it. And then whenever they lost, crickets, man. Wouldn't even pick up the FaceTime. But don't worry, I had something for him, man. I had some fans on 151C for him, man. I gave him some uh, Tennessee gear, him and Justin Rock. I didn't post them online just because I harassed him enough in the comments. So, it, was, it. it was a ton of fun. I was petty. I kept my receipts, man. Yeah. Look at you. Did it. you teach him that remote <laughs> keeping those receipts? We're, we're both West Tennessee uh-huh. kids, man. I mean, legitimately, this is what we do, man. We call it best Tennessee. Ain't that right, Trey? You're right, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, with, that being, with that being said, though, man, the Vols, again, like like you said, where, where does it, you know, I know your career was somewhat like mine, and some wins, some losses, some big, some, you know, small losses. Like, where are you at now at West, you know, Tennessee moving forward? Yeah, man, um, just really excited about them, bro. Like, I, I, can't, I can't wait to watch them, you know. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's really exciting to me is just, like, the guys are coming out for the draft. A guy like Darnell Wright right now, Jerome yeah. Carvin, you know, guys that I played with in the old line room. And just really seeing them succeed, man, like seeing where Hendon, mm-hmm. Hyatt, Tillman, where they all end up at. So, for me, man, it, it's really been a blast to watch. Seeing my teammates succeed on the field, getting big-time wins, you know, winning the Orange Bowl like they did. Um, you know, because a lot of those guys, when they were down there where we didn't have the greatest moments, then ending and capping off their career with those moments, man, it made it worth watching. Are you uh you're probably gonna make it to the orange and white game if available. Are they gonna allow you to bring the sticky Lombardi with you too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I might be on a wait list, man, with uh, shows and all them. You know, I might fall a little uh, lower in the list, but yeah. no nah, man, I, I can't wait to pull back up at some point.
Uh, also, this real quick, too, man. Uh, just speaking of, because this Titan situation is in similar to where y'all was, where you got to draft young. You and Creed being together, man, a left-handed center. What have what has y'all relationship been like to grow together, to come in together? One being a high round guy, you being a six round in the sense of, but like getting a lot of respect and kind of growing together with Wally next to you and the free agent soon with Orlando Brown Jr. Zeus, man. Like what Anthony, I can't forget him too. What has that been like for you guys to kind of grow up? Uh what did they tell you last year going into this year, Trey? Because I'm trying to give understanding of how you build an O-line, and you are actually in the build of one. When we first got there, it was just a lot of, uh, you know, filling each other out in a way. Uh, you don't really know the personalities, what make each other tick. And, you know, going through that first training camp, you know, grinding there, going through the season. And I think the biggest thing is continuity. You know, as offensive line, the more reps you get together, uh, the more comfortable you are. You know, the more you know each other's tendencies, the play patterns. I mean, I know – a lot of times last year, you know, Wiley and I, even this year, we got to the point where we don't talk about games and things of that nature. It just sort of plays out. And you know how he's going to, you know, play a certain block and run game. You know, so, like, for me, coming in with Creed, was it was an easy transition because we did a lot of our uh, uh, pre-draft, like, training together. So, I was already pretty much doing, like, combination zone block, uh, pass pro with him, like, on a day-to-day basis in the morning. So, like, for me, you know, having a guy that I knew even from high school – that were really close, you know, it made it really easy to transition. Um, and, you know, just for the O-line and, and as a whole, I think, like, we got so close this year. Um, but once again, it's a continuity thing, like, you know, being together for over a year, uh, you know the coaching um, the coaching points, the things that make the plays go, and, like, you just have that feel of playing next to your O-line, you know, and playing next to someone you know. Yeah. So, Trey, I, I do want to ask you this because I think what I love about your story is just you had to grind to get to where you are. You had to overcome so much adversity, which those stories are not just stories like it makes a person. So when you look back at some of the things you've been through and you're still so young in your career, but to now be able to hold that Lombardi trophy. And can you look back at those things and say, oh, you know, this was why it was the plan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably, like, the craziest part about it all is just, like, okay, when you're going through these uh, dark and tough times and, you know, it seems like everything's going wrong, it's like, okay, there's a greater purpose. You know, God still has a plan for me. One of the things I always stuck my head on um, was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, just think about that verse even before the game, just understanding, you know, God's got a plan for me. You know, he's not going to harm me. So, at the end of the day, just trusting with his plan. I mean, there are a lot of times I was frustrated not getting drafted in certain places, you know, <laughs> yeah. Places. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee. Now it's just like, man, it makes sense now. You know, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm a two year starter. I got a Lombardi trophy and I'm blessed to be here, you know? That's phenomenal, Trey. Uh I, I got an actual petty one because oh, it's gone go. kind of viral, Trey. And you know Roll me, it right? Out. Like I'm a I'm I'm gonna throw it out there, okay? I've played with Juju, okay? Like, how are you taking his phone before go. the parade, dog? Because he's kind of lit it on fire because he said somebody likes to hold you on Valentine's Day. Where are we at with that one, Trey? Because I know you saw it. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw it, man. Juju's my dog, man. I love Juju. I love the energy he brings, man. It's infectious, but uh, yeah, man, I saw that one. Uh, the thing about Juju, man, he's a master marketer, man. He's, he does a phenomenal job what he does. So, you know, even if it looks like an L, Juju's always winning, baby. So, <laughs> I told you, I he's got a plan in it, That's man. Right.
Trey, on the way out, man, I, I know Ramon talks a lot about um, the guys in other sports, the guys on his team that he still keeps in touch with from from his era of being VFLs. We're talking to I me. Mean, there's uh, Lady Vols. There's baseball yeah. players. There's mm-hmm. kind of all these these athletes from really good spots on, on that campus. You were at Tennessee at a time where uh, there's been a lot of success uh, around your era, around a lot of other sports, around just uh, the community around Tennessee right now. How tight-knit do you feel like your group of VFLs is, going to guys like Dobbs and maybe guys that are finishing up right now? How, how close do you feel like that community and culture is on Rocky Top right now? I think it's, good. I think it's amazing right now. Uh, I know when I was there, just like you know, watching basketball, uh, just supporting them as well, mm-hmm. baseball going crazy, you know, the job uh, Coach Vitello's done. Um, you know, it, it's a really uh, good sense of community in, in you know, at Tennessee. Uh, it's really just different, though. You know, I remember when I was there just talking to guys like Admiral, uh, Grant Williams, you know. It really is a brotherhood, man. I still keep up with those guys, um, you know, follow their careers, wish nothing but the best for them. And then even, you know, I'm getting old now in a way, <laughs> like going back to the football team, man, not knowing all the faces in there. But, you know, the VFL brother ball for life, man, like, it's a, it's a long-term thing, man. So even when you walk in there, the respect factor that um, these guys are guys are falling in your shoes, you know, they respect the fact that, hey, this guy's been here and he's on the next level. So it's a beautiful thing to see, um, and it's a great it's a great tradition, man. Real quick, too, you play with a trench monster and Chris Jones, but you also played against one here in Nashville, Jeffrey Simmons. Woo. What was yep. that battle like? Because I tried to warn you, but, of course, you, you held your own. <laughs> what What is it like, man? Yeah, man, uh, it's a war, man. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is a great player. Uh, there's no doubt about that, man. Um, you know, it's fun playing against them because, you know, as in the day, as a competitor, you want to play against top talent. Right. And for me, man, it's a great matchup, bro. I mean, you saw how it is. It's been ultra physical two years in a row. I mean, at this point, when, you know, I play the Titans, it's sort of, you know, family It's going to be mm-hmm. real. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it, it's fun. Like I said, playing top talent, man, and get out there and get after it. I mean, there's no better feeling in football. So there's VFL Trey Smith with us on Ramon, Kayla, and Will. Really good conversation with him. And if you missed any of that, you can check it out. And check out every hour of the show every day on your favorite podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, as well as 1045thezone.com. But coming up next, I once again have a bone to pick with one of Trey Smith's teammates. Uh-oh. Travis Kelsey continues to say stupid things at a microphone. Next, on Ramon, Kayla, and Will, 104.5 The Zone. Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see, see us? us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.
on a 104.5 The Zone. It's not the third Saturday in October. It's the third Wednesday in February <laughs> that we discuss here this morning as Tennessee beats Alabama. And Ramon, uh, it's about to be a very high-energy portion of the show. It is. Ramon Foster, Will Bowling with you. Jonathan Schaefer, our producer. Big Orange Mac Uh-oh. is on the line. Everybody get in here. Turn up your radios just a little bit more. Good morning, Mac. Good How are morning. you? Good morning. Good morning, William. Good morning, Ramon, a.k.a. Black Cherry. Good morning, great state of Tennessee. Everybody get on your feet and wake up. Y'all hear me? Got your ears on. Yeah. Now, for 15 years, Bama fans been running that soup scoop. Talking, you know, Tennessee dead. Now we done snatched victory from them in October. And we done snatched victory from them last night. And they quiet. They silent. Especially Bama JC. You've been running that soup scoop for 15 years. Then you went into hiding. Come on out, Osama. Been hiding. We've been waiting on you. Me and Slay been waiting on you. Come get some of this medicine. Come get some of this tussin. It's good for the soul. Schaefer, crank up Rocky Top, baby. Let's go, everybody. Don't it feel good to be alive and raising hell in Tennessee? Y'all have a great morning. <laughs> as soon as I started playing the preaching music, he switched on me. Oh, that's terrific. Oh, some of been hiding. B-O-L, man. <laughs> yeah. What Bama fans going to say now? Oh, we'll get them in baseball. I know that's the next one you, right You want to know something funny about that? <laughs> Alabama's best baseball player transferred to Tennessee no! and plays third base for Tennessee <laughs> from, Bre- uh, from Brentwood, actually. Hey, shout out to the High boy yeah. Oh, that brought Cousin Mike back in there. <laughs> Soup school. <laughs> <laughs> Big Orange Mac, please, I beg you to call in anytime you want. He need to come back and finish it up, man. I thought when Shay put the underlying music on him, I just thought he was going to keep going. He, he, just, he had back. a couple receipts to read. He did. That's good. He did. Bama JC, he from Springfield. That I remember that guy. He called in and gave us hell last year, oh, man. There are a lot of people that went into witness protection after Tennessee started getting hot. <laughs> like random super. That being said, so my, my best friend from high school. Like my like like closest friend that I ran track with for six years, uh, <laughs> texted me late last night. So he ran track uh, in Alabama, like long time. Like his family is like we're tight, long time Alabama friend. My buddy Andrew, texted me last night and just said, "I love you, but I will be taking a week hiatus from your show." It's <laughs> like you know what, buddy? I think that's okay. <laughs> and see, this is what happens. Shave, shave. Can I go there real quick? I know Will got a bone. I don't know where though. you're going. So no, no, no. I just want to, like, the conversation but, we had but, yesterday, but, how unsufferable we are. Insufferable I mean, we are, are, right? We are just so such a bad program. Like, this is what happens when Tennessee wins. Let me tell my story. No, no. You snuck in there. Oh, how we're such a bad No, no, no. No. Okay. You don't get to say that. Okay. You're right. allowed to defend yourself. Let me defend myself. But then you poisoned the well the moment you made that statement. Let me let me defend myself. So please continue. We are like all others in the SEC. If you get an opportunity to get a dub against a rival, or get a dub against the number one team, which Mississippi State hadn't done in a very long time, oh, wow. they will just minimize it, Shafe. 
am not into the minimization of wins Let and L's this. when it comes to rivalries. Let it, me, it went from, hey, no, you beat no, the no, number no, one on, team. On. I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you on that. Uh, you, well, you, uh, now I just want to throw it back out. Oh, oh, it's just one game. No, it's not. I mean, especially when your team lost last night, too. Like seriously, come you know on. who you know who we never said that to who Vandy fans who were ah, celebrating last week. Yeah, I know. I we know. never that was never the b- position it, of this show. It was never the joy. You minimized them this morning with the procession joke. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's minimizing that was, something that has nothing to do with on the field or the result of a game. That film storming was a college ruiner, right there. People <laughs> like un, uh, like they they left school, college when they saw that field storming. Shape. <laughs> they hated him. That's what they did. They transferred. They transferred out to Belmont and to, to all. You know what I'm saying? Like if you saw field storming like that, come on now, we got to do better in that part. Single file. <laughs> It was polite. It was very polite, and I appreciate that. I think the biggest thing that I continue to learn from you and from Slay, just the more time I spend around you guys. I'm serious. This is good. No, it is a good thing. It's usually a good thing. Is uh, just enjoying these moments when you get them. Yeah. I mean, seriously, because in that locker room, like, I don't know, there, especially in college sports, there are so many teams. Mm -hmm. There aren't enough championships to go around. It's only one. This isn't like pro sports where you're going to get your turn every 10 years. Like, just odds are if you lose enough, you're going to get your turn from being in position to draft players enough. Yeah. College sports, obviously, don't really work that way. Recruits follow recruits. It's not just a cycle of you're always going to be back. You're always going to get that opportunity as the invisible hand of pro sport. Like, that. that's not a thing in college sports. And there are so... There just aren't enough trophies to go around to make everybody feel like they can celebrate something meaningful. Mm-hmm. So the I, games like this yeah. are those moments in college sports. I, I almost had a bone to pick with you this morning, too. As I was getting ready. I was just like, I should say. I was like, no, no, I'm not because what's, you're what's doing your that as a fan. It was last night when I asked you about the win. You was, I was like, are you satisfied now? And you went, no. Well, no, that was I was I was oh, responding oh, to that. Oh, OK. And I was just like, I was like, this is why, like, especially college athletes deal with like such like like mental issues and stuff like that. Like big wins to your point just a second ago, appreciating them no matter how they come. Right. You got to celebrate them. But the fan base sometimes, and we're, I'm, I'm in it too. We just look at it as like, oh, well, what about the next one? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's okay to celebrate the yeah. good ones, you know? What happened was you texted me that and Shave texted me at the same time in our okay. group text. Shave said, go to bed. Oh, oh. And you said, uh, are you happy now? And I said, no, to going to bed. <laughs> okay, all right, Mom B. See, we wouldn't have and this issue. And then I issue. posted a gif of Caillou when he said, no. <laughs> we wouldn't have this issue. He had an iPhone and he could reply back directly Just reply to on the you. one yes. text. Oh wow! Do we just have a did lightning just hit the? He cut us off. Hit lightning hit this control room. He cut us off. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. If you want to uh, carry the energy, carry the fight, like Big Orange Mac uh, just brought to the show a couple minutes ago. Uh, I will have my bone to pick with uh, a, a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think is more interested in just being a pro wrestler and cutting wrestling promos. I don't know why we as good teams now have to act like nobody ever believed in you. Travis Kelsey, do less. Coming up next, Ramon, Kalen, Will, 104.5 The Zone. And maybe not yet. One moment. 
We've got uh, <laughs> a couple of Our computer, uh, froze up. computer issues. Best producer in the world yeah, is, uh, we're is working on it. And just, like, <laughs> just like that, after like a, a, a quick break. <laughs> now the computers are loafing? Loafing just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, man. Um, by the way, I guess uh, uh, Indiana lost to Northwestern in basketball last I night. I saw Buck so tweak something out. Nobody look at Buck uh, uh, impolitely. Impolitely, yeah. yeah. He, he sent out some type of gift, don't bother me. And I'm like, oh, IU must have lost or something, man. Right. So let me try this, Will. Nope, that didn't work he either. Didn't. This yes. is a bad, this is a problem. I love commercial chaos, free man. on all Let's do it. Now you get, you don't even have to get the other station serious anymore, man. Let's go. So we just a pod, we're just a podcast. Right no, now. by the way, we probably, we can talk about this real quick. Texas A&M, you even said it a second ago. They'll probably be ranked this week, huh? Uh, I don't know if they will because beating that Arkansas team now that they did last night. Yeah, yeah. Came back. Uh, A&M's 11 and 2 in the SEC. That's what's kind of scary. That's a so tournament they're, team. They're one game, uh, behind Alabama now. So yeah. their last game of the season is against Alabama. So oh, if they wow. hold serve and, and kind of stick with Bama, they would have a shot to win the SEC. Um, but they just haven't had that major signature win. Yeah. Winning at Auburn and breaking their streak in the game that Slay called mm-hmm. was kind of that big moment. The transitive property doesn't really do as much for them now that Auburn hasn't really been that team that we expected. You, you know what, though? Well, I kind of dislike that a little bit at times. Yeah. Like, no, you I, beat I a, do too. You beat a team, that, like when we beat Florida and stuff like that, like it, and then Florida end up sucking the rest of the football season. It's just like, well, they didn't suck. They weren't what you thought they were going to be after that Utah win. I hate that that follows you, and it's not your fault that they end up falling off of a cliff. Right. That bothers me a little bit, man, because now you got to judge what they were good when we were beating them. But I guess the argument is what they were never good. Well, because in that moment, that is a that like that you go into that game. Uh, and that's where like Tennessee's loss to Florida last year in the swamp, not two yeah. years ago, and now in the swamp. Uh-huh. That was not a good Florida team. No, Tennessee still has to exercise that demon of a winning in the swamp, but b just beating a top fifteen Florida team, which they were at the time, that had just come off a really close loss to Alabama. Yeah, at that point, so I, I agree with you. I feel like especially in college basketball. Oh yeah. And especially this year, the transitive property doesn't do much for you anyway. And then it's also like they just look at the number of ranking, like a team that, that can be top 10 in a sense, and you beat them as a top 10 team, and then they lose a quarterback, and then they start to be a bad team. Like, right. does that really, like, how come you can't be judged on the moments in which you beat them? I do struggle with that as somebody now that's got to judge sports and watch and cover sports a little bit. It's like, no, the dub was a big dub. It's okay to kind of say that a little bit. Yeah. You know that 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 is what it is, and uh, Savage just said that in the chat. You see that he was like A and M is a is a really good team. Yeah, yeah, no, they they are eleven and two. But talk about being ranked. I mean, I, yeah, they're probably on the fringe of that. They're I probably on the fringe of it. Yeah, I I wanted to ask Savage this other day too. Maybe he'll uh, since we're giving our free subscriptions now on Zone TV. Yeah, that's right. Oh, across radio airwaves is this. Um, can this Tennessee team or can a team out of the SEC actually now go and win it? Or is it still Purdue, Kansas? Who else is overly strong in this league? Well, Alabama. Alabama. Like I, I, you know, I still like, think you could make the argument that Alabama is still the best team in college basketball. I mean, let's not forget, so Purdue ended up losing one or two and still was ranked number one following that. I mean, Alabama still has, uh, going into last night, they had a scoring margin of plus 21 in SEC play. Golly. 
I mean, they, they've struggled on the road a bit yeah. away from Coleman Coliseum, but they're the highest scoring team in the SEC by far. I mean, they're averaging 84 and a half points per God, game. God, dog. And they've got the probably best player in college basketball. Hands down. I mean, Jay Billis said last night, Brandon Miller, Nashville's own, yep. is shooting 70% on uncontested jump shots. That is a walking bucket. Like, it, he's NBA ready tomorrow. It that feels is like. a walking bucket. Well, I, 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 I couldn't imagine. You ever just gone out on the basketball court? Oh, I meant to tell you that, too. Have you ever just gone out on the basketball I got something to tell you in a second. Okay. You ever gone out on the basketball court and just feel like, oh, I'm hot? And then you just miss, like, every time like, I go out yes, on the basketball court. Four of ten, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, six, seven of ten shots. And I recently will, to your point about why you say you wouldn't have been a good basketball player, I saw a kid. Last weekend, you know what he was doing? What? Going up and down the court with his right with his hand. Right hand. right hand dominant dribbling will. And I was like, okay, is he working on something? And then he switched over to the left to shoot. <laughs> That's exactly how I was. It was the, it was, I don't want to call it odd because I don't want anybody. It was, it was so different to actually see that transpire, man. I was like, young will bowling. That was me. That blew my mind. One of the Will. many reasons why I was really bad at basketball. You don't even think about that as a deficiency. <laughs> no. How can you dribble right hand? So it felt weird for you. It feels weird for you to dribble left. Yep. It does. Yep. But you can pull up and shoot a shot with your left. Yep. You like got. I, I, well, I can't shoot with my right. Like you I can't do, shoot with I don't your right. I to. Yeah. Don't work that way. How do you even figure that out? I, I mean, I know I, you figure it out over time. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> It's but weird. I, I saw a kid last weekend. I was like, Will Bowling. And uh -huh. the kid was a really good athlete, that poor too. guy. Yeah. <laughs> you said that poor that guy. poor guy has no chance. Hey, uh, he's he a big kid, too. Uh, he's athletic, uh, move up and down the court really well, man. He was, this is a young kid, though. Yeah. He was like uh, probably 10, 11 years old. So the, the other interesting thing about this Tennessee basketball team, and, uh, and hanging there with us here as we kind of work through, uh, again, some more technical issues on our side of things right now, but um, it, it's interesting that basketball people love this Tennessee team. It, yeah. It's not like football where you feel like a lot of times the people that love Tennessee the most are Tennessee people yeah. and Tennessee fans that are banging the drum for the Vols to kind of be, to be quote unquote back, so to speak. Yeah. The The people that are loving this Tennessee team the most are the Jay Billis's of the Billis. world. Yeah. Like it, it's so interesting last night hearing Jay Billis say, I think this Tennessee team is fine. I think they're still a final four caliber team. Uh, and that's what I want to ask Grant Ramey when we talk to him at eight twenty. like, has your opinion on your, uh, on the ceiling of this Tennessee team changed yeah. in the last two weeks? Uh, to your point, though, and uh, to be fair, Savage has kind of been saying that for a little while, too. That's kind of like with those losses we've had. I've been hesitant to be upset. I don't like the method of how they lost and sure. everything, too. But I kind of get it a little bit to where I listen to the basketball talking heads. Like, they, the experts, you know, they'll tell you, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, I can see that better in football. Like, man, no, 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 it's it's good. It's cool. But then football is weighed so differently with wins and losses because it's only one a week and not that many as far as uh, basketball goes. But most basketball people, to your point about Jay Billis, like they still see the future in a team like Tennessee to where they can compete and, and, and kind of push through a loss or two. Like even the best teams in the league, Purdue and Alabama, Kansas all have many losses. I was actually looking at the uh, 
high school national rankings. I think Mount Verde's only lost like two oh, games. They're always incredible. But everybody else, like IMG and just a bunch of these other like schools, have lost five, seven, eight games and are still ranked top twenty-five in the country as far as high school programs go. So wins and losses in basketball is a little bit different. I I even look at it in the NBA aspect of it. Like they'll just drop games in a row and still end up being like world champions. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why it's super significant when you had Golden State Warriors break the uh, win record or the Chicago Bulls when they did it. Like, that's a tough outfit, man. Tennessee held Alabama to 59 points. That's 25 points below their SEC average. It was the first time all season, Ramon, that the tide had been held under 60. Jeez. Their previous low was 66 in a win at Mississippi State. Zakai Ziegler was outstanding in this game. Yeah, he was. Uh, team high 36 minutes. Uh, tough night shooting. He was 411 from the field, uh, but had 15 points, eight assists, and uh, zero turnovers. And we'll uh, continue to dive into that as the show continues this morning. But I think we got our computer issues resolved. Right. And uh, we're going to head to break here. And uh, when we come back, reset the headlines, get ready to talk with Coach Mack as well here. In hour number two on Ramon, Kayla, and Will, powered by all four seasons garage doors on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 